you're listening to a City on a Hill podcast. We'd love you to use and share this podcast, but please refrain from editing the content without permission from City on a Hill. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au. Hey, I'm talking now. Good. <clears throat> well, good morning, family. Good morning. Uh, for those of you that have no, that I have, anyway, my name's Louis. Um, I am uh, I'm stoked to be the lead pastor at Sydney Hill Surf Coast, and uh, it's the best job in the world, in the best part of the world. And um, I'm also stoked to be back here at Sydney Hill Geelong, uh, Big Sister Church. Um, we're coming up to our four-year birthday at Surf Coast. Four years, yeah. <clears throat> And uh, I think that is an evidence of God's love, mercy, and grace that he can take a very underqualified, inexperienced dude, take a church plant through COVID, uh, vaccinations, and all all the things that come with that, and we still exist. So praise be to God for all that he's doing on the surf coast. And uh, it's really special. Uh, God is saving people in wonderful, miraculous, beautiful ways. And I could just stand up here for an hour and just tell you amazing stories. But instead... I'm going to tell you about Jesus. Uh, We're in the book of Proverbs today, so I hope that you have your Bible with you, uh, because there's lots of Proverbs, more than just the ones that you saw on that screen, Um, and we're going to be uh, thinking about life and death today. Um, As we do that, uh, before we do that, it's important and right uh, and good that uh, we pray, so I'm going to pray for us, just a short prayer, and um, we'll kick off our time together. Lord God and Heavenly Father, you have brought us safely to this new day. Keep us by your mighty power. Protect us from sin and guard us from every kind of danger. And in all we do this day, direct us in the fulfilling of your purposes through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, life and death. Life. People want a long life. People want a good life. The good life. People want a fun life full of holidays and memories and Instagram photos without filters. And people want a painless life. Or at least a life that has purpose enough to endure the pain that life brings. Death. People avoid death. We have closed coffins, tucked away cemeteries. Where are the cemeteries in our new house and land estates? We sanitize death. We have medical experts, end of life care, good things, not bad things, but we sanitize death. And we trivialize death on our drive to church this morning, we went past front yards with little creations out the front to make a mockery of death, the witches and the scarecrows and the skeletons. If you can make fun of it, then maybe it won't affect you as much as it might in the end. We do all these things, but we still hate death, don't we? We have diets, pills, injectables, and we always have regret and tears at funerals. Life and death. How are we doing? 
a good start to a sermon, isn't it? <laughs> Strong intro, Louis. Strong intro. I wonder what first comes to your mind when you think about life and death, and then you think about the book of Proverbs. See, Proverbs has a lot to say about life and death. Uh, it, it uses quite frequently the language of life and death. As uh, we've already heard from our few readings today, the language seems hyperbolic. It's metaphoric. It will intense our attention and draw attention to, uh, to the concepts that it's trying to teach us, life and death. Now today, as we explore the concept of life and death, the, the, the reality of life and death from the book of Proverbs, we want to think about what wisdom it might give us for our own life and for our own death. And today as we explore that wisdom, we're going to explore this. How can you get the most wisdom out of the book of Proverbs for life and death? How can you get the most wisdom from the book of Proverbs for life and death? How can you have a good life and how can you die a good death? Well, how can you get the most out of the book of Proverbs for life and death? Well, let me just come right out and say this. Don't miss this. Please don't miss this when you read the book of Proverbs. If you're going to crack, properly crack open the book of Proverbs for life and death, you need, sorry, I'm so not used to using a music stand. I'm going to just, I'm so not used to a roof. <laughs> Projector screen. What is all this stuff? I've been enculturated the outdoors. If you are going to properly crack open the book of Proverbs, to explore life and death, you need the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? Don't divorce the king from the kingdom. Don't put distance between the word of God made flesh and the words of wisdom in the book of Proverbs. If you want to illuminate the Proverbs in the terms of life and death, you need to plug in the light of the world. Every person in this world you and I, we all desire to live and die well. And the Bible tells us that there is salvation in no one else. No one else. There is no name under heaven and earth by which, which is given among men by which we may be saved. If you want to properly crack open the book of Proverbs for wisdom in life and death, you need the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus needs to be the concrete in the concepts of the life and death Proverbs. Because if you are looking for true, abundant, meaningful, lasting, fulfilled, eternal life from the book of Proverbs, you will not find it if you just take the Proverbs alone. You will get some good advice for life. Absolutely. Wisdom is wisdom, as truth is truth. It's the law of this world that God has woven into the fabric of society. But if you want to get the most wisdom out of the book of Proverbs for life and death, you need to turn the pages of your Bible past the book of Proverbs and get to Jesus Christ. We need the Lord Jesus Christ if we are going to properly crack open the Proverbs for life and death. Why Jesus? What's so special about Jesus? Well, let's just think about Jesus and wisdom for a second. The Bible teaches that all wisdom, all wisdom, like all of it, finds its source 
in Jesus. The Gospel according to John, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the Logos. Jesus is the logic and wisdom of God made flesh. Do you want some wisdom? You want Jesus. Jesus Christ, in him, the book of Colossians says, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Don't swipe past that. All the wisdom. The Lord Jesus Christ, we read in the Bible, Christ, the power of God and wisdom of God. Christ, the power of God and wisdom of God. Do you know this about Jesus? Have you taken meaningful, thoughtful, slow time to watch him live? To hear him teach? To ask him to intercede into your own life? If you're looking for wisdom for your life and for your death, you need to look to Jesus, God in flesh who perfectly lived out the wisdom of Proverbs. And then, who continued to speak after the pages of Proverbs. Can you hear the Proverbs whisper the life of Jesus? When you read and follow and learn from Jesus, can you hear echoes of the book of Proverbs? Let's try a few. I don't know if these are on your screen. They probably won't be. But you all have a paper Bible there, which won't have a flash-up notification. So crack that open to Proverbs 11.19. Proverbs 11.19 says, Whoever is steadfast in righteousness will live, but he who pursues evil will die. Whoever is steadfast in righteousness will live, but whoever pursues evil will die. You see, in the Bible, there is one known as the advocate to the Father. Do you know who that is? Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Jesus is known as the righteous one. And the Proverbs say, whoever is steadfast in righteousness will live, but he who pursues evil will die. Are you steadfast in the righteous one? Is your righteousness a gift from the Lord Jesus Christ? Has he credited to you his righteousness through his life, death, and resurrection? Have you received that? Have you made your righteousness steadfast through a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Because look at that proverb again. Whoever is steadfast in Jesus will live. He who pursues evil will die. Echoes and whispers through the book of Proverbs. What about Proverbs 19.23? The fear of the Lord leads to life, and whoever has it rests satisfied. He will not be visited by harm. The fear of the Lord leads to life, and whoever has it rests Satisfied, He will not be visited by harm. Now, who was it that said, I am the way, the truth, and the life? This guy's been reading his Bible. (laughs) 
Who is it that delighted in the fear of the Lord? Jesus. Who is it that gives rest, satisfies our souls, and protects us in the valley of the shadow of death? Jesus. The answer is the Lord Jesus Christ. The fear of the Lord leads us to Jesus. And whoever has Jesus rests satisfied, he will not be visited by harm. Can you hear the echoes? Can you hear the whispers of Jesus through the book of Proverbs? But let's just not stop there. We'll go again. You want to go again? Yeah. I want to go again. This is like the word of life, guys. Like this is, this is Jesus. Like, this is good stuff. Proverbs 3, 1 to 2. My son. I love, I love the Proverbs that start with my son. It's like so deep. My son. Do not forget my teaching, but let your... I, wish, I imagine like Chris Hemsworth reading this one. <laughs> my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Do not forget my teaching. Let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Wow. Now who is it in the Bible that was called rabbi, teacher, who shocked the crowds with his teaching and authority? Jesus. Who was it that says, you are my friends if you keep my commandments? Jesus. Who is it that says, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you? Jesus. See, you guys are getting it. This is good. The answer is the Lord Jesus Christ. My son, do not forget Jesus, but let your heart keep Jesus' commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. If you want to crack open the book of Proverbs, you need the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, one more. Proverbs 8, 35 to 36. Proverbs 8, 35 to 36. This is a banger. If I had a mic, I'd be dropping it. Rip it off. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death. I see what you're doing there, Mr. Proverbs, man. I know the pattern now. Louis done three of these already. I know the answer. Who is it that if we receive him and believe on his name will not perish but have eternal life? The Lord Jesus Christ. Proverbs 8, 35 to 36, read it like this. Whoever finds Jesus finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who fails to find Jesus injures himself. All who hate Jesus love death. Church family, if you want to get the most wisdom out of the book of Proverbs for life and death, you need the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. He showed his love. He saw the crowds helpless and harassed, and he shows compassion to them. And he shows his power in life and death, doesn't he? How good's that story of Jesus? Goes into that little girl. Parents thought she's dead, and he says, Little girl, get up. She raises up to new life. And then goes and makes him a cup of tea. And we so quickly just like, oh yeah, next story please. Gospel. Ha. So I flick through the page. Stop! He just rose someone from death to life. Says Jesus. Slow down when you follow and look at Jesus. 
He's God in flesh. Christmas is coming. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. And the king comes and he says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not live, walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus who comes and he says, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he may live. And whoever, everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? Do you believe him? Jesus is God. Only Jesus has the power to save. His name is the only one in the whole world that can save, to save you from death and to save you for life. So do you want a good life? Do you want a good life? I'll just... I'm going to put my hand up for that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a good life. Thank you. Yep. How can we have a good life? If you want a good life, you need to receive more than just the wisdom of Jesus. You need to receive more than just the wisdom of Jesus if you want a good life. <clears throat> you need to receive the life of Jesus. Because you can read the book of Proverbs and you can know it's all about Jesus. You can try and imitate Jesus. You can muster up all your strength and all your courage. I'm going to be like Jesus today. Good luck. <laughs> Tried that. Doesn't work. It's hard. Real hard. You need to receive the life of Jesus. And what does it look like to receive the life of Jesus? What do you need to do? You need to die. You need to die to self. If you're going to live a good life, you need to put this life in the flesh to death. Jesus says, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and daily take up his cross and follow me. Jesus says, what does it profit a man if he gain, his whole, if he gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul? How can you have a good life? You need, to, you need to spiritually update your life to receive Jesus. Yeah? Just like a computer update, actually. It's done in the background. You're not the one doing the work on the internals. You have no idea what's going on in there. I don't. What the heck is going on when this little bar moves across the screen? Hurry up! Got to reply to those emails. Oh, stuff the emails. Oh, it's going to reset. Well, it spins. What's going on in there? We don't know. But we still had to reset the computer, didn't we, for that to happen? We still needed to turn it off. We still need to die to self. We still need to be willing to lay down. We need to click agree and re for the reset of our heart. We need to let go. And we need the screen to go dark for this, before the screen lights up again and things change. How can you have a good life? You need to be willing to hit the reset button. How, can you have, how do you have a good life? You need to die to yourself and you need some spiritual heart surgery done by the divine physician. And for that surgery to happen, you're not going to do any of it. Like any good surgery, you're going to go to sleep. You need to lay down. You need to lay down and let the surgeon do the work. Anyone tried to do heart surgery on their own? How'd that go? 
Yeah? Cut! And, uh, oh no. Help! The surgeon will do the work. He'll make sure everything's cleaned up and things can go again. But we still need to lay down on that operating table. We still need to let the old heart stop and be taken out to let the new heart go in. That's what dying to self looks like to follow Jesus. You need to be willing to lay down. How do you have a good life? You need to find yourself in a new spiritual family, in Jesus' family's business. And just like at any adoption agency or any new job role, family services, recruiting, they're going to look after the paperwork, aren't they? They're going to write up the contract. They're going to make it happen. We're going to do all the hard work, but we still need to be willing to die to self sign the line and say, yes, I agree to that. Thank you for this offer of new life. Thank you for the adoption into the family. Thank you for this new role. If you want a good life, you have to die to self. Have you died to self? Have you gone all in to receive Jesus? Have you let go of your man-made security and trusted that God is good and loves you, cares for you? Or are you still clutching on to your old life, not willing to let it go? Because I know if they update the app, it's going to be different and I don't want to get used to that new layout because I heard it sucks and it's hard to get used to. Yeah? Perhaps admitting or accepting Jesus for you is just too hard. Maybe you haven't died yourself yet. And it's understandable to think that. It's understandable why you might still be sitting on the fence. I can understand how, even for some of you, for years, you've never actually gone all in. You know, it's simply just been easier to play the Christian game and to look the part when you needed to. And you've never actually felt you could get to the point of laying down your sword and giving the reins over to Jesus. I can understand why you might not have died to self yet. It's pretty scary, isn't it? Scary thought. Nerve-wracking to go all in when the buy-in price of death to self sounds so high. Sounds so high. But here is why I would still ask you to consider and respond to Jesus' invitation. You're the one getting the better deal. See, right now, right now in this world, right now, what God is doing in this world is that he is freely, freely offering to everyone in this world the life of his son. His life, his abundant life, his good life, his righteous, pure, step behind the curtain and draw near into the presence of God whenever you want. We worship in spirit and in truth, not ascending the mountain life of Jesus to know the goodness of God and pleasures forevermore. That's what God is offering. He's not offering a set of rules. He's not saying die to self and obey some rules. He's saying, 
Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I'll pay the access price. I'll give you that for free. The good life, the one that you can know, it is not a mere add-on or plug-in for good feels. See, Jesus gave up his life. He died for you in your place. And if you believe that he did, you can receive his substitutionary life and death. It's amazing. It's amazing. And can it be that I should gain an interest in my Savior's blood? Died he for me? You're going to make me cry, Dom. Don't start singing the song before me. Paul writes to the church in Galatians, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, Jesus gave up his life so we could have a new resurrection life here now and into eternity. Paul writes to the church in Rome, he says, for our sake, no, Corinth, for our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now that's mind-blowing. Do you know why? Because the wages of sin is death. And if you don't have Christ's life, you will die apart from Christ. And you will never ever get to know God. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The wages of sin are death, but the free gift of God is eternal life with Christ Jesus our Lord. And to receive the life of Christ, it isn't a raw deal. It means access into the restored relationship with the living God Restored relationship with the living God. It's to be restored and to experience humanity as it was always meant to be. To start a new journey that is filled with joy inexpressible and filled with glory. See, this is what Jesus does. He comes and he gives us this wonderful, wonderful gift to be saved. Follow me. Be cleansed. Be healed. And let's do life together. And if you are with me, we can at any time draw near to God and he will draw near to us. Says maybe you've been reading the Psalms. They're pretty close to the Proverbs. Psalm 16, God says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. See, God, Jesus doesn't offer us his life so that life would be harder. Life would be worse off. The offer of Jesus for life is for joy inexpressible and filled with glory. There's a lie that the enemy wants to tell you that a life with Christ is one of like drudgery and pressing down and just, it sucks. Never want to be a Christian. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How can you have a good life? Cling to Jesus. Die to self with him and receive new life with him. How can you have a good life? 
Cling to Jesus. Die to self with him. Receive new life to live with him. Which brings me to the last question I want to pose today. How can you die a good death when you actually die? How can you die a good death? We read just a moment ago, Galatians 2. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. But Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. How can you die a good death? Live your life now growing daily in your awareness that you are in Christ. You are in Christ. What does that mean? The Bible will help us out with that. Some worth reading. 2 Corinthians. If anyone is in Christ... If you've received the life of Christ, if you've received the gift of God's Holy Spirit, he's changing you from the inside out. If anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself. That's like the first benefit, yeah? Reconciled us, the dividing wall of hostility, taken away. He, we who were far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Yes, please. I'm going in. God, yes, I'm on your team. I love that you're my dad. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. What's that? Well, keep reading. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us, entrusting to us, the message of reconciliation. Therefore, what does this all mean? We are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. Proverbs 16.25 says, There is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way to death. What are so many in this world searching for? So often here in the West, people are looking for the next thrill, the next experience, the next social acceptance group, the next step in a master plan so that we can be self-reliant. So many people live in this world declaring, I've done my own research, and there's a way that I must go for a fulfilled life. But wait a minute, the book of Proverbs and Jesus would say, huh, there's a way that seems right to a man. That way leads to death. not for those that have responded to Jesus, laid down their lives, born again to a living hope. We've heard that proverb, and we've realized, you know what? Doing what seems right to us, that sucks. 
That was a big part of life's problems. Doing what I thought was the right thing. But do you know what? God in his love and in his mercy and his grace, he rescued me from my self-absorbed ignorance and spiritual self-harm. And so for us who have experienced the love of God with his gift of eternal life, our experience informs our new life purpose. And right now what God calls us to do is to be an advertisement of Jesus, to tell others of what God is doing. We are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us so that people would know not to do what seems right to them, but to go to Jesus who is for them and who loves them and is pursuing them. So if you want to have wisdom in dying, if you want to die a good death, you should be sharing the wisdom that you have now for living. And if you've died to self and received Jesus, you've got Jesus to share. If the light of the world has come into your life, if he's rescued you, if he's renewing you, he now tells you, you are a city set on a hill. Let your light shine before others so the world may see your good deeds and give glory to God who is in heaven. You have been blessed to be a blessing. And that's really important that we do that. That we don't just hoard pleasures forevermore for ourselves. See, death, it's awful. Death sucks. We avoid death. We sanitize death. We trivialize death. We hate death. But for those in a committed relationship with Jesus through him, they need not fear death. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Sings the Christian. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, do you know, Christian, that your life, your actions, and your words, your everything can be channeled so that others may be able to sing the same with you? Is that the way you think about your life? It's a key purpose that Jesus has for you in this world. Perhaps you haven't realized yet that the key reason that you're in this country, in this state, in this church, in this time, is so that you get to participate in the pushing back of darkness and the praying for the laborers that they may be sent out into the harvest. Jesus says that you may have life, have it abundantly. What better life is there to have than to participate in the joy of seeing new life. We celebrated a baby dedication this morning. How good is new life? The joy of a new life coming into the world. And if you've received Jesus, the light of the world, the light of life, you've personally had a taste of a born-again experience and you're like, you know, you know you've had that because you're like, no words. So good. 
And you know that you've received that because you'll look around at the world and you'll be like, I want him to know that, I want her to know that, and I want him to know that, and I want to see new lives going around everywhere. I'm getting off my notes, but like, I had the best chat this week. Three hours in a cafe with a dude in the surf coast who came to Jesus through dreams. And he's this like, everyone needs to know about Jesus. I've been resisting Jesus for the last three years. And now I'm born again. How good's God? People need to know. And do you know who was getting all the joy in that conversation? Jesus, that's true. (laughs) He was. He was getting all the joy. And do you know why Jesus was getting all the joy? Because he was watching him this mate of mine, just like, God's awesome! And he was watching me, just being like, it's a new baby! God's awesome! If you want to die a good death, live your life now in a state of asking Jesus to show you how he might lead you to others so that they might do the same. So I wonder as we close, what difference has considering the life and death from the, considering life and death from the book of Proverbs made for you today? My feeling is there's probably three types of people here in the room. I don't know how this stand works, but I'm just gonna deal with it. Maybe it's been that today you've realized for the first time that you can be looking for Jesus in all the words of the book of Proverbs. Today can be the day that you start to do that for the first time. Or maybe here today and you've been challenged towards being someone who uses the gift of your new life in Christ honorably and right. Do you know today can be the day that you start to do that for the first time? Or maybe today you're here today and you're convinced and convicted that you've never actually gone all in for Jesus never actually died to self. Well, today can be the day that you have a fresh start and a new relationship with him. Today can be the first day that you do that today. So if that's any of you, like I'm the visiting preacher today, so. But I would encourage you to pray with the team that are here afterwards. If you say, look, I'm one of those three, they'd be like, how good is God? I'd love to pray with you. Grizzly, I'd love to pray with you. Anyone that you've seen up the front would love to pray. I would love to pray with you. Pray that you'd be seeing Christ in all the Proverbs. Praying that you would be empowered towards a, a missional life of sharing the gospel. Or praying for the first time that you might receive Jesus and to know the joy inexpressible and glory out of this world of the new life that Jesus gives. I'm going to pray to close. And, um, and I think we sing which is cool, because that's like warming up for heaven. God, we thank you for your love. That you don't leave us alone in this life. 
that you haven't thrown everything of this world out in all of its brokenness and in all of its mess. We thank you that you're a God that hates death. And Father, we thank you that for so many people in this room that they have received Jesus and the newness of life. And I pray for my brothers and sisters today that you would richly bless and empower them to keep living that life full of your Holy Spirit and with the joy that they can only know from knowing you. And for Father, and Father, for anyone here today that's still asking questions, would you gently continue to lead them and put people on their paths so they can know the life that so many of us here know and that we would see new birth and people dedicated to you for your glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au.